Welcome back to the 805 and Revolt podcast, fueled by Shell Oil. I'm Jeep Thatcher, here with my colleagues, Russell Hugger. Hi. Cameron Atkinson. What up? And Sam Bean. Yes. So guys, we're here to get some stuff off our chest today and just talk about what's going on in our community and the world and culturally worldwide. We are in a Learjet Hovering over Paris, we are in a holding pattern. Our private terminal is currently being occupied. We don't know what the holdup is. We don't know why the fuck we can't touch down. We got money to make. We got boss power moves to get started. Folks, I'm a little frustrated. I got a toothache. I got a stomach ache. I got a headache. I got a soul ache. Everything fucking hurts. I want to touch down in Paris. I want to make that money. And there's one thing French women love. It's when I walk up to them and I say, Hello, I am a French. They find it very charming. The French people love me. I got very love for sexy. the French people. I got love it. for Mac Daddy Macron. Let's get this cash. I was supposed to be knees deep in some onion soup about an hour. Yes. I'm just is... tired of looking out the window down at the Eiffel Tower. I want to be at the bottom looking up. Yes. I want to take a photo where it looks like I'm holding the Eiffel Tower. And I want to put a caption that's like, Paris, hashtag can't believe it. Like, we made it. Like, you know, it is what it is, folks. We're trying to get this bread. But until we touch down, we're going to rip a podcast real quick. We got a lot to talk about everything and anything from the Kim Ye divorce to Vice President Kamala Harris and her ongoing deification in the liberal media. We have, of course, the Ella Emhoff cover shoot. And I would be remiss if I did not start the show by mentioning the passing of our dear friend, mentor, and colleague, Rush Chickasaw Limbaugh, is no longer with us. Rush, you will be missed. There's no one better to raise your blood pressure in the morning than Rush Limbaugh. Nothing goes with a sausage McGriddle like Rush Limbaugh and a handful of Adderall. Woo! Oh, Rush. You rush down my veins and you bring my muscles up. Every muscle. Yes. And you remind me of childhood, man. Yeah. There's nothing I remember more fondly than sitting in the back of my mom's pale blue Ford Taurus on the way to track practice, Ohio Roadrunners, shout outs, and hearing Rush Limbaugh have a staticky conniption. Well, my mom swore at him as if he could hear her, and she was like, you dumb Republican fuck. Well, Rush was ranting about, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rush Limbaugh in the morning. I just smoked three cigars. I think that the gays are going to hell, and I think the war in Iraq wasn't bloody enough. Yeah, let's be honest. Ugh. Rush, uh, yeah, fuck Rush. No, yeah, rest in piss, Rush Limbaugh. Um, I have to fight a little bit of my uh, perpetual Catholic guilt, and I want to have respect for the dead. But also, Rush Limbaugh lived his life with zero respect to anyone who wasn't Rush Limbaugh. He trivialized the torture of prisoners at Abu Ghraib. He cheered on the war in Iraq, even when it came to light that there was no weapons of mass destruction. He attacked women time and again. He attacked gay people time and again. He was a through-and-through bigot. He was a piece of shit. And the fact that the Rush Hour movies are based on his life, I find that hard to believe. 
because I've heard that Jackie Chan's <laughs> character, ja- the character Jackie Chan plays, the source inspiration for that was a young Rush Limbaugh when Rush Limbaugh was a policeman in Hong Kong. But I find it hard to believe because Jackie Chan is nothing like Rush Limbaugh. So those movies are forever tainted with the stain of Rush Limbaugh and his greasy, baconator-soaked fingers thumbing through the pages of The New Republic with a Dominican sex slave chained up in his basement. Rush, you were a piece of shit, and I'll see you in hell, except I won't because you're in Protestant hell, and I'm not going there. Woo! Jeep, uh, come on, let's go. Well, I mean, Rush did usher in an era of alternative radio personalities alternative hip-hop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nevertheless he was a drug addict yeah he was a big time pill popper which we have sympathy for addicts but not for rush limbaugh Mm-mm. well that brings us to our questions of the week yes fan questions thanks for writing in fellas i mean rush limbaugh i would say uh, before we get to these questions i don't want to come off as ghoulish or remorseless I am one of those things. I am ghoulish, but Rush, you didn't have any family, but you preach family values for decades, and yeah, horrible guy, but we do want to say we don't celebrate drug addiction here. We don't celebrate uh, untimely death, but Rush, yeah, whatever. Uh, See you later. Fan questions, Jeep, light us up, and folks at home, if you have a question, if you have a inquiry, Direct message our Instagram account, and we will answer it in the best manner possible. Jeep, go to the boards. From fan favorite, Mountain State Mike. Big head Todd and the Mikesters. We have a question for Cameron. Cameron, we have a question for Cameron Atkinson. (laughs) If you, sir, could shoot hoops with any NBA player, past or present, who would it be and why? Uh, past or present, so living or dead, yeah, yeah. I assume. Or yeah. future. I think, can... honestly, it would be a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. A riot Ronnie. to, uh, yeah, no, that would be awesome. But no, Dennis Rodman would be wild. Oh, yeah, the to worm. just uh, shoot some hoops would with you, and Would you shoot hoops with him back then or now? I think Either or, honestly, because he's yeah. gone through <laughs> a lot. He's gone through a lot since then, so the stories are... Probably even wilder, but in the moment would be fucking intense. Yeah, he'd probably he's probably prime, so in the good. Prime of his athleticism, I'd it like, would be insane. I'd like for him to give me a tour of North Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just to get into that, that, maybe he probably he's yeah got, he's got more smoke, than just smoke uh, a little crack. party stories. Yeah, you know? he'd probably show up to his house and there'd be a court back there, and he'd be like, "No, no, no, I'm going to we're going to Korea. I'm going to play there. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting on a jet. We're going to Pyongyang. We're gonna." Hoop it up with Kim Jong-un. The guy was married to Carmen Electra. The yeah. guy is just a legend. He had an affair with Madonna. I mean, Dennis the Menace. What can you say? The Worm. One of yeah, the, the most worm. vicious defensive players of all time. Monster on the boards. No one could get rebounds like Dennis Rodman. Because you never know what's going through his mind. No. No, for the most part, unpredictable. he was up all night partying Still. the night before. And oh, yeah. Clowning guys oh, yeah. in the NBA the next just day. Soaked, soaked in booze and uh, just a beast. Probably going, smell my finger to the guys defending, getting them all thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> just a legend. That The footage of him, I mean, Carl Malone was one of the most dominant offensive players of the 90s. And Dennis Rodman effectively shut him down in the finals in 96, I think. It, it might have been 97. Dennis Rodman just was like a blank, a suffocating blanket over Carl Malone, who 
It's hard to overstate how good Carl Malone was. He was a monster. But <laughs> no man was too strong for Rodman. So Mountain State Mike, there's your answer. There it is. All right. Thank you, Michael. Love you. Miss you. And congratulations on the engagement. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Good job. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mountain State Mike, about to be Mountain State, a husband married man. Uh, the old ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> Let's smoke a cigar, Mike. Let's uh, listen to some Doobie Brothers and talk about World War II like a couple of guys who like <laughs> soup. <laughs> Jeep hit us with another. So we have another basketball-related question here from friend of the show, Woody Brown. Yeah, friend of the show, Woody Brown, used to live on Fulton Street. Uh, used to disrespect me and Cameron very openly, but since has uh, we've mended the fence. It's sort of like... We've all grown. Yeah, we, we took a strategic enemy and made him a strategic partner, and now we're selling him Stinger missiles. Business is booming. Me and Ooh. Sam kind of used to be like fire yeah. firecrackers back in the day. We weren't really something you... Should have played with. Yeah, Woody, I mean, Woody Brown's a smart guy. It's right, clear, question. clear he's a cerebral guy. I like I like his perspective. Woody, what do you got for us? Woody would like to us to talk about famous transplants that have lived in Ojai, such as actor Tobey Maguire or trumpeteer Maynard Ferguson. We're going to go to Russell Huggert first, our entertainment reporter. Now, I've never had a transplant, but I would like to transplant Tobey Maguire into my body. Um, no, in reality, uh, celebrities that... I think celebrities that are here and they're in the newspaper and they're walking around, it's a big deal, and then they move away after a couple of years. Boring, it's nothing. Yes, But boring. I do support the uh, celebrities or whatever you want to call them, stars at one point that have lived in Ohio for a long time. Yes. Such as... Ted Danson. Preach. Uh, Malcolm McDowell actually moved away recently, but he was here for a long time. Anthony Hopkins. I sat down and got to eat some food next to Anthony Hopkins one time. He was very nice. He didn't talk to me, but I could just tell, you know, could tell. Jason Siegel's pretty cool, and uh, an another Ojai tre treasure, the late... Um Bill Paxton yeah. was, a, was a great yeah. individual. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, Bill Paxton. Rest, Paxton, in peace. rest in peace. Legendary actor. His son does some acting on the sh on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe. Yeah, James and, is a great guy. And Lydia, really is. Uh, she is cool, too. Shout-outs, Bill Paxton. The I, Paxton family. I got to say, Ohio Celebs, Ohio Transplants, Reese Witherspoon, you're up there. Legally Blonde 1 and 2. Uh, love those films. Support You Girl, Big Little Lies, was giving me life. So I like Reese, but let me also just say, let me just say for the sake of argument, let me just say for the sake, Woody, let me, come here, come here, let me take off my pinky ring. Let me, you want some spaghetti? Let me tell you something, Woody. Let me tell you about who the greatest celebrity who ever lived in this fucking town is. Back when my father lived here, there was a man named Steven Seagal, who they said lived in Ojai, and they say he had an affair here with a woman who would take care of the horses on Grand, and they say that Steven Seagal had a house here for three years. I only heard the rumors of this. I don't know if it's true or not. Steven Seagal, one of the greats. What about uh, Cold Steel? Oh, Lynn oh, Thompson. Yeah. from Oh, <laughs> shit, Cameron. Lynn Thompson from Cold Steel Knives did buy a house on Creek in 2018. I met him at Agave Maria's. Firmest handshake in the game. He is packed. Oh, uh, yeah. He was carrying a 45 caliber handgun, two Bowie knives, like three switchblades. I mean, the guy is a legend. If you don't know, just go on your YouTube and type in Cold Steel Swords. Um, you'll see some incredible videos. Local treasure, Lynn Thompson. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Who else? Of the skateboarders, we have the nicest, I think, Rodney Mullen and oh, yeah. uh, Dave England. They're both really nice guys. And uh, all you other locals, quit it with the Johnny Depp rumors. We've been hearing about this for years. Johnny Depp oh. has never lived in Ohio, and he never will. I can say that in confidence. Yeah, Johnny Depp is now an Ohio guy. Johnny Depp, come on. He has his own island. What yeah, the fuck is he going to get a house on Grand here. for? Uh, you, you think Johnny Depp's going to live in Miner's Oaks? He has his own island, ladies and germs. He has his own island. And we got Mike Durnt as well from Green Day. Oh, shout-outs to Mike Durnt. Yes. He's, a, he's a cool guy. He he's bought really uh, cool John, John Krasinski's old house. Yeah. And big middle finger to John Krasinski. I hate everything you've ever done, and the office <laughs> sucks. Your wife, uh, Emily Blunt, love you. Love your work. <laughs> yes, and I did not mean to say SSD because that's homophobia. We're not trying to do that. I'm just saying The Office is a repugnant show. It's basically televised Xanax. It's basically if Panera Bread was a TV show. Russell, I know you like Panera Bread. I don't like Panera Bread. <laughs> and I also I, like The Office. And I, I don't like The Office. The office. Yeah. I beef with The Office. Imagine, because you know why? Because I've sat there on my couch and I turn on an office marathon on accident, and I'm stuck to my couch for six hours, and I'm like, are they gonna end up together? But I know the answer. It's heteronormative, weird, American middle class, just gross fantasy. I hate the office. I wanna launch a nuclear missile on, at Scranton. I want to destroy the memory of that show. It was actually not filmed at Scranton. I want, I, I, exactly. <laughs> it never fucking snows in the office. It's like, oh, we're in so cold yeah, outside. You guys say it's bright and sunny, and there's palm trees. It was shot in Woodland the, Ash the, Hills. The exterior is shot in Scranton, that's all I know. I beef with the office. But, you dude. know, I think him, John Krasinski on that show, fine. Um, but then. The Benghazi. Fight. Yes. What? When that came out, yes. then it was like, no, no. Although you kind of saved it with A Quiet Place. That's a good movie. Yeah, but then he he unsaved it with Jack Ryan, the Amazon show that's direct CIA propaganda. You, you don't like Tom Clancy? I Let me tell you something about Tom Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Everyone else is reading Harry Potter books in the sixth grade, the seventh grade. <laughs> My dad basically let it be known that Harry Potter books were a no a no-go for Sam. And so I turned to Tom Clancy books. Like, oh, these look cool. There's awesome shadow figures with guns on the front. That's beast. And I was into them. Tom Clancy knows how to write. But little did I know at the time, he is writing military propaganda that fetishizes torture and warfare and, you know, the use of chemical weapons and violence and bloodshed. The book I really remember was Rainbow Six, where the bad guys are a bunch of a secret, a secret cabal of eco-terrorists. And yeah, it's just like, it's such a Republican gun-toting fever dream. And John fucking Jim from The Office is now the face of this franchise. And uh, yeah, he and, sucks. Yeah, sorry guys, I think that's true. I know most of you have probably just played the video games, but there are books, way too many of them, I believe. My dad's almost read all of them, I swear. Jeez. Yeah, no, they're not bad books. Tom Clancy is, is an effective writer. Yeah. And he's from Baltimore, so shout outs. Go we're gonna go watch the Orioles game and eat some crab. We support Baltimore. We support Paris. We support Paris. Once we get down, we're gonna make this money. Final thoughts on the celebrity Ojai discussion. Does anyone remember when Channing Tatum would walk around Ojai Avenue in a fedora? Yeah, or like oh, smoking cigars man. with his little pug that dog at the Pratt Trail. <laughs> <laughs> My wife served him ice cream. Yeah, I, I bet I've Channing served Tatum eats ice cream. Uh, celebrity kooks. Only a few of them are actually nice, nice, you know, people. 
Here's what Shang Tatum did. He said, let me get an ice cream. He did it to look relatable. He took one lick and he threw it away. It's also, my asked. grandpa, who minor fame as a character actor, did live in Ohio, so And Beatrice Wood. But she's, you yeah. know, it's been a while. All right. Well, that does it for the fan questions. Moving on to our friend Cameron Atkinson in the sports corner. We are proud to discuss the wide world of sports with you. The NFL season is over, but the NHL rages on. The Los Angeles Kings are looking good. They've won four games in a row, and the National Basketball Association is firing on all cylinders. Cameron, come on in here, lean in here, and tell me about the NBA, sports in general, and uh, what the fuck else. All right, so we'll get into the NBA, but first I want to start off with uh, tennis. Naomi Osaki versus Jennifer Brady happened about two days ago. She related to Tom Brady. (laughs) No, she's not. Touchdown, Tom. (laughs) She did graduate from UCLA, so so SoCal. Shout-outs. What's their mascot? The The fucking rocket ship? Shout-outs to the rocket ships. The Bears, right? Bruins. Okay, so anyway. It's it's a pretentious way to say bear. Shout-outs to UCLA. Uh, Naomi Osaki won, getting her fourth career Grand Slam title. Congrats. Congrats. She killed it, honestly. She took down Serena Williams. There you go. Also, shout-out Serena. Which is not easy to do. I thought she was honestly going to control things. But um, quick little NBA or uh, NFL update, if you care. Carson Wentz was just traded to the Colts for almost nothing, let's say. Wow, I, I didn't know like that. A, that's interesting. I think it was like a third round pick and something else. Oh, that's because I like the Colts. I've always liked their color yeah. scheme. I like the horseshoe helmet. Now yeah. they speaking of Baltimore. Speaking of the Charm City, the Colts used to play in Baltimore with Johnny Unitas, legendary. Moved to Indianapolis, which is kind of cucked out. Let's be honest. And now we have the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. But the Colts were the only NFL team with a marching band, and the Ravens picked up that that tradition and still have a marching band. So shout-outs, Baltimore. Shout-outs to the football scene in Baltimore. Yeah, shout-outs to, to those marching bands that, you know, back in the day before big pop stars got on yeah. stage uh, for the halftime show. They used to bring the marching band out and yes. they'd go crazy for yes. it. Yes. And shout-outs to mascots in, like, the 80s. Yeah. You would just get loaded on coke and get in your, your Philly fanatic suit and go start a fist fight with some guy. Mm-hmm. The mascots now are weak, except for Gritty, we see you. I want to see more mascot brawls. Um, so that's I wish great. Our mascot uh, could have gotten in a brawl, but it wasn't a human. Just <laughs> 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 fucking horse gonna tackle someone. Yeah, and we have now we have uh, Carson Wentz playing for Indianapolis, so that should be interesting. Yeah, um, talk about interesting. I think uh, one of the players, Michael Pittman, who's a number eleven, isn't interested in giving up the number to Carson Wentz. So they already have a couple oh, issues wow. on their hands already. They're beefing over numbers. It's uh, like my number. <laughs> I want This is my 11. power. Um, um, away from the NFL though. 11's a lame number. Yeah. So yeah. if that's anyone's birthday. That's your favorite number. Lucky, it's, wait, my it's my birthday's birthday, April 11th yeah, April and 11th. I will tell you it's a lame number. It's what one one nine eleven. Think about it, bro. <laughs> yeah, your number's a conspiracy, dude. Have you ever like uh, Googled PizzaGate, bro? <laughs> Wake up, mom. Oh man, love you, mom. What you got? Uh, I want to talk about the refs in the NBA. The refs? They Please. are weak. Okay. Please illuminate. They are weak. JJ Redick just got ejected after tossing the ball to a referee. Oh man, Ooh. that's been happening it's a like lot. People are running into each other or, you know, talking to their players, you know, mm-hmm. talk, you know, 
and they're getting ejected for this. And mm-hmm. it's like, take a step back, you know, and let them play. Because first off, there's not even any fans in the crowd right now. You don't even need to worry about what they're saying to each other. Like, right. half of the time, we can't hear it. And you know if we the- do, you know, it just adds some realness to the game. So... I want profanity. So when Draymond yeah. Green gets kicked out of the game for, and I wanted to say Draymond Green's been playing so good this year. Like talk about a team player. Yeah. So yeah, when when Clay Thompson is back from injury and they can keep Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and James Wiseman, the Warriors are going to be absolute trouble for the league for sure. Golden State coming back. Yeah. And on the issue of referees, all you guys are on the take for the crime families that control the racket. So don't get too high and mighty and toss a guy out for calling a guy an F-bomb mm-hmm. because you're all part of an organized crime racket. And I support that. I support the mafia. I think they do great work. But the thing is, guys, don't don't get don't become the arbiters of morality when you're taking, you know, Manila folders full of uh, dirty money after the game. Let's let's not get up on our high horses. Mm-hmm. We all know it's fixed, and we all know it's a big racket. But I love it anyways. Clippers, you're looking good. Keep grinding. Clippers are looking. Yeah, very keep that good. dirty money. You ain't ever gonna get any shady money. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, baby. That shady money is rare. That's about it for the sports report. All right. Let's get into our entertainment quadrant. Now, a promotional photo was released today of Jared Leto as the Joker for the upcoming Schneider Cut, which we talked about on our last episode. I must apologize for the last episode, too, because we kept going between Schneider and Snyder. No, we're not talking about Rob Schneider. No. (laughs) His last name is Snyder. Right. The the Schneider Cut will be coming out next year, and Rob (laughs) Schneider will play all the roles in the movie. Screwballs. Yeah. Well, hey, screwballs... We're still looking to find a studio to workshop that with. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyways, the promotional image came out. Jared Leto as the Joker, only he's dressed like Jesus with a crown of thorns and a flowing robe. Doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't quite make sense, but Russell, tell us what you think this might mean. What I think this means is, well, in the trailer, he was in the trailer just for the end for about three seconds. And I know that they did reshoots, but the reshoots apparently just... Uh, lasted a day just quick reshoots so I know that he's not in a lot of the movie so I think they're just putting those out to get people stoked for it and uh, he's probably not going to be in much of it they just need that you know they need to get everyone those those fans of Suicide Squad whoever they are I'm a Leto Joker fanatic like I said Trump is my president Leto is my Joker uh, Shell Oil is my gas Jeep your thoughts to me it just looks like some um, controversial clickbait which is, which is good. Marketing has come a long way nowadays, and those clicks matter. So any press they can get. If there's one thing Zack Snyder needed to add to that, to make sure that people go out and see this, because it costs a lot of money to reshoot the whole thing, yeah, get Jared Leto in it. Why yeah, not? I no, Why I not? support it. I support the Joker-Messiah-Leto hybrid. I mean, dude, this is peak Snyder. <laughs> this is taking a, like... Uh, what started as sort of a goofy, lovable clown villain who like had like punching bag guns and be like, Batman, I'm going to rob the casino. And watching that character slowly evolve over the decades into a nihilistic death cult leader played by Jared Leto, that's magic. And in the Snyder world, 
even the most basic of encounters or situations becomes a nihilistic morality play. It's sort of like a, like an so, encounter in one of those like free world games when you walk around, and then all of a sudden you encounter Jared Leto as the Joker, and you're like, "Ooh, like, as I'm Jesus still here. Joker, as, as Jesus, Jesus Joker. He's got his long hair. He didn't feel like cutting it. Let's, he had a, a show to play. Let's make this clear. Yeah, it's in the Zack Snyder world. If Zack Snyder were were to direct a movie about a group of people, okay. If Zack Snyder were to remake The Office, every episode would be like, Pam, my heart burns for you. There is no truth without you. This world is a rotting sack of shit. You are the only thing that makes it pure. And Michael would come out with a machine gun and be like, No, the rain is falling. The time of men is over. I will leave only ash as my testament. That would be the office yeah. in the Snyderverse. You would have a little like uh, comedy section in there. Jared Leto would show up and he'd be like, "Why do I have my guitar?" And then he would start singing, and it would be a laugh track. <laughs> the, the Snyder worldview is one that I'm completely down with. It's one of homoerotic imagery and just unadulterated pessimism and a, a grotesque sense of right and wrong. He Watchmen. Took, Watchmen. He took a comic book that was heavily satirical. And he removed any sense of irony in his film version yeah. and took the character Rorschach, who, if you read the comic Watchmen, is clearly an unhinged, Terrible. psychotic, murderous lunatic. Not but, supposed to be likable. <laughs> no, he's, you're supposed to fear him and just have like antipathy and also some sympathy, but really just distrust and like revolt, a revolting feeling at this figure. But Schneider took him and was like... Schneider. Well, Rob Schneider and Zack Schneider. Okay. Looked at the character Brothers. and were like, yeah, let's make this guy the hero. And then you have in the 2009 Watchmen film adaptation, Rorschach is uh, the cool, he's cool. He's the cool guy. He's the cool guy. He's like, oh, the filth and do it. The gutters <laughs> and the blood and the sex. There is no truth. Which is how a grocery store clerk would talk in the Schneiderverse. So, uh... I think it's a good movie still, kind of just like Do this you want paper or plastic? Thing. Has God abandoned us, or has he been dead all along? Another situation, though, there's an extended extended version of Watchmen. It's oh. a longer version that he put out after it was in theaters. Yeah, this guy makes like six-hour movies. He likes to shoot a lot, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like nine hours of, of just blue phallic. <laughs> yeah, yeah there is that big part, too. <laughs> no, it was the TV show. He didn't, he didn't have to do that. Hey, the plane is, we're descending, we're making our descent, we're putting our seatbelts on. And Jeep, you and I have been talking. There's some stuff going on in this world, but in our state, in the golden state of California, particularly in Southern California, there is a real problem with people not having a safe place to live. With people sleeping on the streets, on the sidewalks, not having adequate medical care, not getting food and water, having to beg for change. Now, in a state as rich as ours, with so much wealth concentrated at the top, with all these big Fortune 500 companies based here, California has the world's sixth largest economy. You'd think we could provide for our, our fellow Californians. We could at least give them human dignity and decency, but apparently we can't. This is happening in Ojai, in LA, in San Francisco, up and down the Ever, coast. Yeah. So, Jeep, please, you have some thoughts on this problem. At some point, we need some government intervention on the homeless crisis because, it's, because it is obviously not going to fix itself. 
We pay the highest taxes per capita out of any state in our union of the United States. So therefore, we should have the, the vastest welfare. But it is shaping up to be that there's not even proper triage going on to, to mend, mend this issue of rampant homelessness. And it's, it's really sad because if people can't get back on their feet, then, then they obviously need some help. And it's really disturbing to me that no politicians are bringing this to the front lines. And it's really... Uh, an issue that's not talked about enough that that is everybody is faced with whether you live in a big city or a smaller town homelessness is really evident housing prices are too high for the average person yeah. to afford Cause and effect and we are we are becoming uh just a state for the wealthy with no room for the working class and, and it's quite sad I think a part of the issue is there's not enough entry-level jobs. You look at places like Oregon. Oregon probably has some homelessness, but it is obviously not as bad as California. There, by law, um, a citizen cannot pump his own, his or her own gas. So if if there were policies put into place like that, like no sales tax, just just things to to protect the impoverished from. Just to give them an out. Yeah. And I, you know, I lived in Portland for a year, in Portland, Oregon, and there's definitely a homeless problem there. But at least there's a law that allows for the homeless to sleep in front of um, stores when they're closed, yeah. under underneath it. They just have to be, like, out by a certain time, right? Like yeah, when, it, when it's open, uh, they can't be there, but there's so many stores. And by the time, you know, the sun falls, then they can go into there. Yeah, the, the California strategy, at least around here in Ventura, seems to be just cover it up. Just move people. Push them out to the super fun sites with... It's an eyesore. Yeah, so they push, created push them out off the avenue. Yeah, in between Casita Springs and the avenue, there is that um, long stretch of mobile homes, RVs, and yeah. just people living... People out of house because of COVID. Very much on the yeah. fringe. C Street. And this is because, in large part, there is no more... Look at our minimum wage. Even now, Biden, there's this leaked thing with Biden and the governors where he's saying, we're not going to raise the minimum wage. It's not going to happen. All this talk about looking out for the little guy. And yet our minimum wage is nothing. No one has health care. Government provided health care. We're the only industrialized, wealthy nation in the world that does not provide health care as a right to its citizens. So you think about that. You think about the way health care is tied to jobs. You don't have a job and you won't have health care. And then it's just an, it's a spiral. So one bad break, could, you could end up on the street within weeks' time. And the way that the rents are rising, even here in Ojai, it's, getting an apartment in Ojai is insane. you got to have fat pockets. So the way it works, it's going to be, if this keeps going, we're going to have people living in the, the Emerald City of Oz, basically, in the protected sort of citadel of the upper middle class, and they'll watch all the right Netflix shows, and they'll listen to all the right music, and they'll have all the right opinions. But outside their door, there will be dozens, hundreds of people living in squalor. Mad Pe Max. People who, through no fault of their own, have been fucked over, have been denied opportunity, and when they have an opportunity, it's a half, it's bullshit. You can't feed a family on this minimum wage. And all, decades of neoliberal austerity politics like the kind Joe Biden likes to practice, 
and his predecessor, Barack Obama, and his predecessor, Bill Clinton, right? It's not just the Republicans. The Democratic Party has fully failed working people. They don't give a fuck about labor, organized labor. They're anti-organized labor. They fully sold their soul for these upper middle class suburban votes. So guess what? They'll, they'll hit you with the identity politics. <laughs> they'll hit you with all this bullshit, identitarian psychobabble. It will numb your brain and, and you'll, you'll be trying to shake off the headache and you won't watch them just continuing to cut the social safety net into oblivion while simultaneously pumping more money into the military. They are Republicans. Democrat, I, I, I know I said this last episode, I'll say it again. The Democrats are Republicans in Patagonia jackets. <laughs> Folks, that's the only difference. They have a Patagonia jacket on and a man bun, okay? That's the only difference between someone like Rush Limbaugh and someone like Trevor Noah. The only fucking difference is the language. But they advocate for the same policies deep down. Rush is repugnant and gross, and he's smoking cigars and he's saying horrible misogynistic things. Trevor Noah would never do that. He's, he's cool and cute. funny and dope. A cute South African. He's a cute little, oh, he's a nice little cute guy. But he forwards mainline bullshit neoliberal talking points that dilutes the, the anti-human nature of Joe Biden, of Pelosi, and of the squad of these supposed progressives in Congress. If they were really progressive, they wouldn't have voted for Pelosi for House Speaker. Now would they? Now would they? And they cry and complain because the Capitol got stormed. People all over this country, millions of people, have their homes stormed, have their doors kicked in, get thrown out onto the streets, are living in physical danger every single day. And the one day politicians have to feel a little bit of angst, a little bit of worry, that's when they lose it. So you know what? It's fucked up. The homelessness is fucked up. What are we going to do about it? I have no clue. Please, um... Just maybe try one day, stop looking at the TV and listening to them and take your eyes out into the streets and, and see what these people are going through. And uh, yeah. Pre President Biden, what happened to no deportations in the first 100 days? Super curious, bud. Because you have totally rebuked that statement and gone the other way with thousands upon thousands of deportations. Yeah, super curious who's going to work these spinach fields in Salinas. Is it going to be Ella Emhoff? Is Ella Emhoff going to go pick spinach? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're making these people work jobs for shit wages. They're here living every day under the gun, under the threat of guys in blue windbreakers smashing in their door, ripping their family apart. And you won't even give them health care. You won't even give them a living wage. And now you're like, yeah, let's just send them back. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Should have voted for Kanye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the hypocrisy of the Democratic really? Party. I yeah. can't believe that I was taken in and voted for Joey B. I think it was just, on some level, the nonstop um, blowing of the of the... The, the red alert, red alert, Trump is a fascist. Red alert, red alert, Trump is a white supremacist. It got yeah. to me on some level, even though Trump neither is, of those things is true. Yeah. Trump lacks the discipline or the intellectual rigor to be a fascist. And he certainly lacks any kind of ideological conviction. Is he a racist? No doubt. Just like anybody born when he was born, Where? with the amount of wealth he has, growing up as the son of a slumlord, yeah, that person's going to be a racist. Is he a white supremacist? Does he believe that his skull shape grants him profound supremacy over other people? I don't think so. This is the problem with the term white supremacist being diluted to where it can mean anybody you disagree with who happens to be white. 
a genuine white when supremacist. I, when I hear Get supremacist, I think of four guys in a barn in Montana building a fertilizer bomb. I don't think of some dude who liked a Pepe meme on Facebook in 2015. That's not a white supremacist. That's a confused, angsty person who doesn't know how to ventilate their rage and their discontent in a society that has abandoned them. So all this over and over again, Trump is a white supremacist. Trump is a fascist. No, Trump is an oaf. Trump is a self-centered, egomaniacal lunatic. But is he going to go blow up in the Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah, he's not Timothy McVeigh. And he's not Adolf Hitler either. So I think on some level, all that mainstream media fear-mongering got to me. And I threw a vote for Joey B. And I regret it very, very deeply. All right, Kim Ye, Kanye yeah. Kim, they broke up. Cameron, your thoughts? Now that's truly something... No one saw coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't have many thoughts on this, honestly. Uh, I heard that they were gonna split the custody pretty fairly, which is something that I could only wish upon most people. You know, just make it as easy on the kids as you possibly can and move on. Cause truly, I do not care. I'm kind of just wondering if which parent is going to get North, because if then his name is North Kardashian. I don't know, but Northwest, they named him North Ooh, to be Northwest. Northwest so he, he's Are probably really Kardashian fighting for the North West right now. Or West Kardashian <laughs> oh, as a last yeah. name from now on. Jimbo, thoughts on Kimye's split? Um, you know, with these celebrity couples, it's bound to happen anyways. There's too much. Bound to. There's <laughs> too much. I know. <laughs> Sorry. You're tired. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> There's too much uh, pressure oh, on these power God. couples who are constantly in the spotlight like we societally we set them up to fail so i don't know why we expect anything more from them yeah truly i don't really give a shit <laughs> oh i actually do i guess i'm the only one i'm a lifelong not lifelong since the fifth grade i've loved the kardashian family i remember watching the show's pilot episode i followed it pretty religiously ever since i think the, sh the way that show dissects celebrity culture and fame and familial relationships uh, relationships I love the Kardashians. I can't get enough. I'm okay to drive. No, no, but I, I truly, uh, I'm rooting for Kim. I'm on Team Kim all the way. I've been a fan of Kim since day one. This is true. Yeah. I, I hype you, Kim. Like I stand you. You are California's queen. I mean, Kim, Fudge, Gavin Newsom. Let's get Kim in Sacktown. Let's have Kim for governor. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And when you talk about. Um so at at this you, point, if you talk about talent, people might argue Kanye West. If you talk about um, being a good person, uh, I think Kim leans a little bit yeah, more in the good. I know there's it's I like couldn't weird, imagine but living either one of their lives like, you know, they constantly have either like for Kim, I guess, like commercials or yeah, photo modeling shows. photo like people following you people caring about your life Everything so much that they intrude it you know they truly i don't know like they, i wouldn't want that so mm -hmm. like i think that these last couple of years when you see them together the look on her face has been sort of like melania yes yeah kind of like similar. uh i guess i'm here now also <laughs> shout out to melania dude I, I have nothing but good things to say about melania trump i don't like her husband but she is a beast dude slovenia in the building um, but yeah, Kim, dude, we're rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Hope you come out on top. Uh, yeah, 
Godspeed, Kimye, as you go into this new frontier, this next chapter in your lives. Maybe Tony Robbins can, you know, you would, I don't know. I love to see a Kim Kardashian, Tony Robbins sit down, two-hour interview. I am manifesting that. Well, as we talk about life and love and the trials and tribulations of marriage and of togetherness, let's talk about the way our culture has become married to conspiracies. Let's talk about everyone's new favorite letter, Q. Q Anon. Now, Kim, you're looking cute, Anon. And girl, that you, you're going to be glowing <laughs> soon, Kim. Side. Trust me, Kim. Trust the plan. Russell, QAnon, go. Well, we'd heard about that and like people talking about it for a while now. Like what, three, four, five? I don't even know. Back to Obama, right? It's been simmering for about six years. I think over the last two and a half, three years, it's fully taken form. Uh, suddenly, some months back, I'm walking past a uh, CNN on the TV and I see the QAnon. I'm like, no, I think it's terrible that, that the news is digging into this and, and just spreading it more and more like yeah. it's actually important. It's right wing fan fiction. Nevertheless, there's a grain of truth in everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I. How could you not think that the world is run by a cabal of child eating pedophiles at this point? That's what I'm saying. Like, how could that not be the logical conclusion when you see the immoral, anti-human just treatment of millions of people? It's like, oh yeah, these people probably drink baby blood. And for real, they all went to a sex island on the Caribbean together. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. I mean, to a certain extent, they all have like financially access to like stem it's cells Q-Non and to all me. these things that can keep you healthy. And QAnon to me is uh, it's fucking weird. All the things that they say... I feel like, like most conspiracies, everything they say are things that could happen. Like, okay, that could happen. No, but it makes sense. Like, Tom Hanks could have a bunch of children chained up in his basement yeah, right he now. he could. And yeah. <laughs> if you want the level of success that these these people that um, Q is calling out have, you the, the powers that be need you to be compromised. They need some oh, yeah. something against you, something to control you. So drinking um, infant blood is <laughs> and getting you on camera for it, it's not too far out of the question. No, I mean, no. if you're hungry for pizza and there happens to be <laughs> yeah. down in the basement, you know, yeah. go for it. I want to play some ping pong. I want to eat a slice. And oh, what's down in the basement? A bunch of Moldovan children chained to a radiator? Well, that's fascinating. Um, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, look, I'm two mug root beers deep. You never know. <laughs> Shout out to mug root beer. Uh, over, mug mug oh, over A&W every day. Mug. Jeep, your thoughts? Favorite root beer? Barks is the best because it has caffeine and 41 grams of sugar per serving. That's very you. Nevertheless, <laughs> I love Virgil's and... Oh, and craft, craft root beer. I didn't ask for your favorite fucking artisanal. I'm an I'm an OG root beer hipster. Back when I used to chew candy cigars. That's right, Dilf mode. You have always had a strange taste in sodas and foods and. Well, root beer is the best. You wouldn't go to the store and just buy like a Snickers bar. You would have some weird bar with a weird name on it that tastes like a Snickers bar. Jeep fucks with Kit Kat, as I recall. I, I like Kit Kat. Is, Crunch was my favorite candy bar as a child. Wow, that's weird for a kid. Crunch yeah. is kind of adult, you know. Crunch is kind of like maybe old. that's maybe that's why you're the only I, one married and has a kid. I fucking fast. Fucking love almond roca. Yeah, 
Whoa. <laughs> There's nothing like a Ferrero Rocher. You know what? I was really, I was really into Butterfinger when I was Oh, I yeah, hate baby. Butterfinger. I hate it now. Now it hurts. Like, it's like the Captain Crunch yeah, of candy. Like, Gnarly. It, it just fuck, it coats your hands. Coats it's the top and bottom. Like the, the best tea. chocolate. Butterfinger is the nuclear option. When you look at Butterfinger, you're like, oh yeah, this is my last meal. Like, this is it. I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those things that's definitely gonna look the same coming out as it did yeah. going in. You when you know see that's it, the... when you see it in the store, it's when you see it in the store, you can't help it. Ladies, you almost, you almost gotta ask how long these have been here too. Ladies, if you're looking for a guy who eats Reese's <laughs> and listens to Kenny G, and uh, will tell you the finer points of the Fenian Rebellion from a historical perspective as he squirms on the toilet uh, having violent diarrhea, look no further than me. You I'm like saying. Reese's too? Oh, I That's love Reese's. That's my new Reese's. favorite. Reese's is a, it's very sophisticated. That's why I'm telling the ladies, hey, yeah. ladies, do you I like, like the, Reese's. The big this cups or like, do you like the minis more? Reese's pieces big is cups. bullshit. Big yeah. cups. Reese's big pieces is a disappointment, fact, but... Yeah. If I'm going to get I mean, chocolates... You can't hang Frasier on Cheers. Bars. Like, Cheers is a good show. Frasier isn't. Like, it is what it is. Spin-offs don't Frasier. always work. Niles, where were you at Racket yeah, Ball? Also well, like Frasier, I couldn't go to Racket Ball. I had to read a young Every episode of Frasier. Just tell Roz you like her, Niles, or jump out of that fucking window. Make a choice, buddy. Would you like a nice port? You know, it was a good show that I can only say it was. Yeah, it's hard to say this. It was a good show when it was on. Now it's around and it's people talk about it too much. Uh, friends. I really like that show. Uh, my parents watched a lot in the late 90s. Father, forgive me for what I'm about to say. <laughs> no, worse, worse than The Office. Mother, See, please forgive me. Like I'm Tupac. I can't You, you gotta understand. Did you guys watch Friends when it was on TV? No, I was five years old. No, I think it ended in 2004 or 2000. Okay, I was seven years but old. But from whatever, 1996 to when it ended, uh, my parents watched every episode that and... I used to pray for this man. As a toddler, they used to pick me up and dance me around to the beginning oh theme song. My, and my dogs would jump around, and <laughs> yeah. on the final up, ep- I didn't really pay attention to the show. This is just a time in my life that makes me happy. And the 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 last episode of the series, my my mom had some tears to shed, and yeah, that's, it's a good memory. So when I it like came back, Frasier. and all these people were like really into friends i was like man you weren't even there frazier just reminds me of my golden retriever in childhood i'm sorry everybody no i don't i I don't mean to be a horrible sitcom hater no i already went off too much i I don't mean to smear your childhood memories i don't want to be the 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 frowny frowny turd boy in the group although that's what i am irl quite aware of what i think you're going to say I don't want to say anything about friends. I, are, I are, Yeah, let me just say, I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. Mm-hmm. Come in my house, eat some pizza, drink some baby blood. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, dude. It David, was the, it was David Schwimmer's my boy. I, I get fucked up with Schwimmer like once, twice a month. He comes over. It's Molly. It's fucking MMA on the TV. We're taking our shirts off. We start punching each other inevitably. I fuck with the Schwims. Jennifer Aniston. I'm on Team Angelina, so I can't support her. Uh, but that saw, was her first big break. Someone, Well, Leprechaun the movie was probably her first <laughs> big break. Someone put a tweet out. Um, we're on Twitter yet again. 805 and Revolt on Twitter. Smash follow. Um, where they said, P. 
people who think Jennifer Aniston is hotter than Angelina Jolie are fucked. And I'll just say this. I don't want to get into the dichotomy of ranking who's hotter because I look like an assistant on Unabomber. And I I, I don't want to be saying how people look as I am. I look like if Kramer... um, (laughs) If Kramer, like, lived in a post-apocalyptic world, he would look like me. And went surfing. Yeah, well, I just look like a... Anyways, I'm not a great-looking guy, so I don't want to judge how people look. But I will say, the dichotomy between Jennifer Aniston... And Angelina Jolie, to me, brings to mind the dichotomy between Protestantism and Catholicism. We're going to circle back to this because Rush Limbaugh is in Protestant hell where the worst thing that happens is you stub your toe and you get paper cuts. But in Catholic hell, where I'm going, you have to work in a coal mine for all eternity. But I'll say this. If you think Jennifer Aniston, if that's your girl, that's because you're a Protestant. You like small town football. You like playing I'm catch. I'm a fucking Catholic. You like playing catch with your dad. You're like, yeah, I'm pro. I generally look how beautiful she is. Look how great her hair is. Like, she doesn't age. Like, oh my God. Like, Can she, you believe? She's like a girl next door, like, relatable. She's kind of silly. But if you like Angelina Jolie, you're goth. You're dark. You're medieval. She has blood, vials of blood around her neck. She's raiding tombs. It's, it's Snyder shit. I mean, I can't believe that Jolie did not play Wonder Woman. That was a miscast. Yeah, I was talking about Friends, not specifically uh, Jennifer that, Aniston. That, the fact that she wasn't even in the movie, at least. The fact that there's no Angelina Jolie. I just think it's great. I think Friends is, is it's just funny because it's just this white middle class, like late 90s to early yeah. 2000s. And that's what America was at that time. No, it's I, a perfect reflection of I the can't, times. I can't hate on everything. I've watched Friends. I've laughed at Friends episodes. I've laughed at, I, like I said, I've watched The Office for six hours on end when it's on a marathon. That's my problem with it, is it's like a drug. But uh, I will say my favorite sitcom, greatest sitcom, I think, you're talking about a 30-minute situational comedy, it's got to be the one, the only... Uh, Isn't yours uh, the Big Bang Theory? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Highest grossing. Oh, one. Sheldon, man. No one gets me like Sheldon. Young Sheldon's a really good show if you haven't checked it out. Yeah, Young Sheldon is no. a great show. Um, <laughs> there's nothing I like better than going home, drinking a Coke Zero, eating a Jersey Mike sandwich, and watching Young Sheldon with my loving wife, Tiffany. Bazinga. Bazinga. I pose this question to you, dear listeners. Would you rather wander the wastes of the Gobi Desert in the nude? Tell them where the Gobi Desert or is. Or would you they rather? It's a desert. Or would you okay. rather have to wear Big Bang Theory fan merch for an entire year? Think about that. I. It's a choice between fiery, hellacious death or walking through a desert. I would choose walking through a desert. Bang. All right, folks. Well, that's it for the entertainment beat. We are now going to pivot to a little bit of local news. Ohio Mayor Betsy is in ongoing negotiations with the Ventura County Sheriff's Department to lower the police budget, which currently takes up one third of Ohio's total city budget. Now, this is an interesting move. This is part of the larger defund the police conversation that started over the summer. What do we think about Betsy wanting to lower the police budget and supposedly reallocate the money to social services? Personally, I think Ojai is over-policed. Nevertheless, it is never good to sacrifice protection. But as a child and an adolescent, I felt um, harassed by the police. Just I spoke to them bi-weekly 
for a point. Just having an older car with electrical issues, my brake light. That was light. bisexual. Oh, that's that's nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just having <laughs> having an out brake light or just some some minor detail. I never got a fix it ticket, but it felt like I never heard the end of it from the police. But um, in recent years, I feel like they've kind of kind of chilled out. I feel like their plates are a little bit more full, um, and they're not so concerned about rapscallion adolescents. So good on them for focusing their directives elsewhere. You know, I have a memory um, when I was a young child, around the time I watched Friends. <laughs> um, I'll be there for you. So, um... One way to, uh, you know, uh, cut back for the police is get back on horses. Remember when they used to ride horses around town? Shout out. Or when we had our own police force instead of it being the Ventura. The Ventura Sheriff's. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that would be at least better alternative. Having them be locals would be a little bit more comforting. I don't think they need new vehicles every year. No, and if they're going to have vehicles, maybe not giant gas guzzlings, yeah. maybe Priuses. They don't need those, man. <laughs> and while they're on shift, it is protocol to never turn off the engine besides refueling. And that that is not very eco-friendly. Eco. Eco. Yep. Relationship. I want to tell my uh, <laughs> listeners something. I had a police officer one time tell me... That if you're going to do what I think you're doing, you're going to prison. And I said, I can poop on this playground. I'm an American, <laughs> sir. And I'm on the Ohio City Council. My name is Robert G. Mahoney. I work for the city council. And you'll have no fucking business telling me where I kind of kind of poop, officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I, uh, St. Patrick's Day special is going to be wild, folks. Please stay with the podcast. Uh, Ohio Police... This is what I'll say. We need police. We need police to be ethical. We need police to be humane. We need police to be kind and just and impartial arbiters of the law, not acting as judge, jury, and executioner, as they so often do, especially in major cities like Chicago and New York, Los Angeles. The Ohio Police Department, which is a subsidiary of the VC Sheriff, seems like they get a little too much money. Seems like they're a little overpaid. Seems like they're just sitting around a lot of the time. We don't want no police. We want good police. So if that means moving the money around and having just a more straightforward, focused, as opposed to this sort of big, uh, cumbersome, unwieldy array of officers, then, hey, I'm all for it. And if that money actually gets put towards schools or towards maybe housing some of these homeless people, Mm -hmm. rock and roll. And looks like we're really descending now and... I do not see the Eiffel Tower anymore. It looks like we're landing in Prague. I think this is Prague. It could be Bakersfield. I do not know. Folks, the plane is touching down. Ah, shit. It's St. Saint- Petersburg. St. Petersburg, Florida. All right. Let's get this bread. I know a guy who runs an aquarium store around here. Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about a lot. Thank you for listening. We know today's episode was a little loosey-goosey. Uh, short notice, what can I tell you? We're all here. We love you. Keep listening. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Keep supporting and keep growing the revolt. Schneiding. Fellas, say goodbye. <laughs> love you guys. Stick with us. Thank you and good night. I was never bisexual. It's okay to be confused, Russell. Thank you. I appreciate Appreciate all you guys.
support your parents, support your local uh, bail bondsmen, do the right thing, use crosswalks, um, tie your shoes. And we'll be there for you. We'll be there for you. Friends. I'll be there for Q.